to Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. As always, I'm thrilled that you're joining us this week. Every week as you tune in, I really hope that you feel my mission, my passion to change that word sales from this kind of icky, manipulative, sleazy perspective. Really, we have to start thinking about it, that sales is really coming and sharing from a place of love, care, and respect help you on your mindset shift from that ick to the love. I have a free gift for you. If you go in the show notes, I have a link to my free communication style assessment. That is my gift to you. You'll get two reports, one spotlighting your natural communication strengths or superpowers. You want to lean into them. So that's kind of a good piece of information to have, as well as your lowest score, which is usually a blind spot, understanding what our blind spots are and how people are perceiving us if they are or communicate from that blind spot, kind of important information for you. So again, the show, the link is in the show notes. Please take the free gift from me to you. Additionally, if you're loving the show, which I hope you are, please subscribe, rate, and review. That just helps with the Apple analytics and all those numbers thing that our society seems to run from. So again, subscribe so you don't miss it. And of course, share because sharing is caring with your peeps so they too don't miss an episode. So thank you again for joining this week. Now, my quote today is by Carol Alongai, and she says, succession planning is twofold. One is an emotional one, the desire to leave a legacy, and one is a financial one. Now, being in business for over 20 years, you know, I'm busy running my business. And sometimes I think that us business owners, we forget that our uh, lengthy to-do list, probably not ever going to get to all of them, Right. And as I'm aging, I've thought about succession planning actually more and more to either sell my business in the next next decade or if my kids choose to step in and take over. Either way, I need to build that infrastructure now as well as organizationally have a plan that allows me the opportunity to eventually step aside and cash out or hand off or whatever the situation may be. Now, my guest today, who's an expert on this topic, is Christine Nicholson. And Christine and I were going to discuss this topic on generating real value that business owners can extract to fund a better retirement and leave a thriving business for the next owners. Um, And it all starts with letting go. Excuse me. Christine is a multi-award winning professional business mentor. She has 40 years of experience, over 40 years of experience. She's my peer. She's written four books, spoken at over 200 events, is qualified as an accountant, has a law degree and a couple of other master's degrees. Yes, she's brilliant. And she's my friend. And uh, she has shared business in different sectors, thousands of pounds, dollars, and has helped owners increase the value of their business by the million. So please help me welcome Christine back to the show. This is her second time on. Um, so thanks for being on, Christine, and for sharing your zone of genius with us. <laughs> Well, mostly like I need to leave now after that introduction. <laughs> it's like, yay, I can only disappoint from here on in. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. You've taken all of that education and knowledge and expertise, and you're, you're really paying it forward by helping business owners kind of understand the mechanics of building the infrastructure so they can sell hands off, et cetera. Now we were on and I'll uh, post in the show notes, the last episode. So you guys could go listen to Christine shared a lot of um, you gave us a lot of nuts and bolts in the last show. 
So this week, uh, I asked her to come on to share some success stories as it relates to different topics of succession planning and um, handing off, right? Stepping aside, but doing it in a lucrative way, right, Christine? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, And the irony is that the reason why I do what I do is because very early on in my career, I saw what not doing this stuff does to an individual, to his family, and to his business, and what happened in the community as a, as a result. Absolutely. Again, it's, it, you know, we have this knowledge. We think everybody has the same knowledge, and that's certainly not the case. So we need people like you to share so that we can. And here's the thing, people listening today, whether you're in business or you're thinking about starting a business, we always have to keep the end in mind, right? Because time marches on, right, Christine? We don't slow it down. We can't slow it down. We can't control it. But I can control how I set myself up for success, not only today, but certainly in the future. So first one I want you to share. I know um, we, we're going to talk from four categories. The first one is the exit journey. So can you give us a success story or share a situation where you help someone with that whole exit journey, not just, you know, the end result per se? So I think one of the, the challenges that a lot of business owners have is that they actually don't know what the exit journey is. You know, they don't know what's going to happen to them. You know, in in their heads, they maybe got a concept of, you know, I'll build this business up and then I'll sell it. But they actually don't know what selling it actually means. And uh, so it becomes very abstract. So I started working with a client who came to me very specifically because they were like, I don't really know what this journey is going to be like. And I kind of need to prepare for it. And just as I was thinking about phoning you, somebody came in and made me an offer. And it looked like a pretty good offer. So as a you know, it's, it's now time to get you, you know, now time to get you involved. And I said, look, I'm, I don't really want to hear the offer for, for now. What I would like to do is actually get you to start thinking about the actual journey and what it is that you really want. So let's start again, end in mind. Before you got this offer with this magic number, what do you really want from your business? What purpose was your business serving? What was the what was the end that you had in mind? Or if you hadn't really thought about it, kind of what's the end that you, you want to start thinking about? So they went away and it was more than one shareholder. So they went away and had a good think about it. And we, we knocked things around for a while. And eventually we kind of pushed them to say, you know, ultimately, I want to take a magic number out of the business right at the point of sale but I still love this industry. So I want to work in it for between three, maybe seven years. Can't quite decide which. And during that time, I want to benefit from the upside. I want to, I want to not just go into a job. I want to still feel like I own the business. So I want to feel energized and supported by whoever's going to buy. And that actually took quite a few weeks to get through that. And I know that initially they were thinking this was just going to be a one 90 minute conversation. But actually, when we toed and froed it a bit, what that meant was the offer that is still on the table. We went back to the original people who made the, the offer and said, you know, your offer is good. It's, you know, we, we were impressed with it, but it doesn't give us what we really, really want. You know, the headline number 
is only a bit of the story. So there's five things that we actually want that fundamentally, if we can't come to some agreement around what that might look like, then we're not going to waste your time because we're now really clear and we also know how we can go to market because your your offer coming in has done us a massive favour because we've actually started to think about this. Well, the original offer that was on the table, when we knocked it around a bit um, and said, you know, how do we come to heads of terms? The final heads of terms were a full five million pounds more than the original offer. And here's the here's the real deal. Not only were the sellers really happy with five mil more, who wouldn't be, but the buyers were ecstatic about paying five mil more. And I know that might sound like, like, whoa, that's got to be a fairy tale. But no, they actually were really good buyers. And their view was, I want to pay as much for this business as I possibly can, as long as I can get my return on investment and it satisfies the criteria that I need from a, I'm going to put some money in. When do I get that money out? They were very clear on what their end in mind was. And now there's this amazing partnership that's really blooming a business. The two guys have got their big lump sum in their initial lump sum, completely energized by now being part of something bigger than them. And they've taken their business to a whole new level. It's so fascinating. The word you kept using through that whole description, Christine, was uh, clarity, right? They, mm. they got clear on what they wanted. They got clear on what they were getting. And that clarity is where the dollars, it becomes a no brainer to say, okay, that all of what you're saying makes so much sense. I get the return on the investment on the back end, right? So I'm paying a little bit more, but I'm going to get more on the back end. And they were able to sign on continue with their zone of genius, do the transition over. So there was no um, runoff of clients or whatever that that is either, because they had, they were, they were tag teaming with what was the old regime and the new regime. Brilliant, just a brilliant model, right? But he Mm. didn't even know that going in, that that was an option. And so we do this knee jerk reaction. Well, that sounds like a lot of money. Let me cash out when you could be leaving money on the table, right? That's my sales thing. I see people leaving money on the table all the time, day to day with their business. You even see it at the the ends when there could be just such a much bigger cash out, but without clarity, we, we can't, we can't discern what that number is or what that strategy of keeping them on or not keeping the, the hierarchy or the, the regime on. All of that, we need clarity. So that was just brilliant. What a brilliant uh, story, even though the buyers were paying more. Yeah. And they're really happy to pay more because uh, they've now got two people who literally have re-energized the the business that's been acquired and bringing value to the business that they already owned. And, you know, there's such a, a, um, you know, one and one makes 15 collaboration. It's a real multiplier. It's not a, it's not an an addition. It's a multiplier. And, uh, and, and, and actually the key to all of that is when the right buyer meets the right seller and there's cultural alignment, it's the cultural alignment that is the, I can't even say that word now. It's the cultural alignment that is like the magic source. Yes. It's the thing that really makes a difference. Yeah. The linchpin that really brings it together. Um, Mm -hmm. And and also, you know, what you describe is this win-win combination, really win-win-win, right? The buyer won, the seller won, 
and the clients continued to win because they actually mm-hmm. made whatever that business was offering in the marketplace, they made it better in some yeah. capacity. So the clients, right, that that ripple effect, it becomes this really nice trifecta of winning. To me, that's just such a beautiful way to end a business, right? There should always be, I don't believe in winners and losers as it comes to business, because I think there's enough business to go around. But at the end of the day, this is it, right? This is we're at the end of our life lifespan, so to speak, but definitely the end of being a business owner or transitioning out into whatever that next step is. Um, this was just a great story. Love it. Love it. Mm. So talk to me about, can you share a story where you helped with the exit preparation, kind of like what you did here, but I'm assuming um, th- that preparation of maybe keeping the business and running it without them, maybe, I don't know, just that exit preparation. Yeah. What does that look like for you? So so a lot, a lot, I get a, approached by uh, clients who want to really get ready for, for exit without thinking about the succession piece. And again, this is kind of bringing three things together because it's what options do I have? What do I need to get out of the day-to-day? Because fundamentally, the less you're in the day-to-day, the more your business is worth. And then how do, how do I then get the business so that I can get the value out of it when I choose? Because a lot of people, I, I, I hear a lot of business owners going, oh, I don't need you because, you know, I'm never leaving my business. Well, we had that conversation last time. It's like, well, if you're never leaving your business, I want to know what your beauty regime is because I want some of that. You know, if you've got that, you know, the elixir of uh, eternal life, uh, yes, please, what are you charging? <laughs> so, um, love it. So, so I, I was approached by one uh, client who he said, look, I've got an amazing business and it gives me fabulous dividends, but you kind of got it to where I, I want to take it. I've got a great team, but I and I know I'm holding the business back, but I kind of don't really know how to let go. So actually, do you know what? I think I think letting it go to sell it and getting it ready for sale so that it's ready for someone else uh, would, would be a good idea. When I actually got under the bonnet of it, this business was making an extraordinary amount of money. The return on investment every year was just... I've never seen anything like it. And uh, so the first thing I did was actually get him to speak to a wealth planner so that he could understand that if he wasn't in the job, so if he didn't have a job and therefore wasn't paid the equivalent of a salary, how he would earn his his money. Because this was, this was one of the things that he was really afraid of. If I'm not working, I'm not earning. And, uh, and if I'm not earning, I'm going to be poor. You know, I'm, I'm, where am I going to get my money from? And he hadn't associated the investment that he makes in his business with the same thing as his investment in like his 401k, as you call it, over in the States or a pension or other investments that might be invested for income. He hadn't associated those two things being the same. So there was a multiple layer thing. Uh, here, which was one is the biggest journey that most business owners go through is this seven inches between their head. So we had to really get into his headspace to prepare him for the fact that you can earn money while you're sleeping because business ownership is not, doesn't mean business control, i.e. being a director, and it doesn't mean having a job. So let's start treating your your business as an investment that just creates income without you having to work. So that was a big step because the next step really was, well, 
if you don't want to be running this and you're currently running it every day, who else needs to run it? And he was going to go out to the market to recruit an, an MD without actually realizing that because he'd never seen his existing staff as MD material, because they weren't the same as him, that he didn't realize that he literally had this little superstar right under his nose, who he thought incredibly highly of, but because she wasn't him and he was the MD, therefore the next MD of this managing director of this business had to be like him. It was like, well, I've got to go and find someone like me. And I, and we we went through a journey of actually what would happen if someone that wasn't you or like you was running the business, given that the business is already at a particular place and you got it to that place. It's a bit like going to Everest Base Camp. Like lots and lots of people go to Everest Base Camp that never actually get to the peak because you know what? Base camp's enough. But then there are those intrepid souls that then go for the peak and they're very different to the people who just get to base camp. The thing is, what he didn't recognize is he was a base camp guy and he had a he had a mountaineer on his hands. So when we actually did some analysis and and did some assessment, it was really easy to get this um, person recognized as the, the, the person who would never have started a business in a million years but could take an existing business and really accelerate it. It was just getting him to see that. Now he's got to put his future wealth and income in the hands of this one person. So over a short period of time, we let her have a go. Uh, and um, goodness me, that business absolutely rocketed, which was great because now he's got even more dividends and when we looked with a wealth planner, like sell this business, take that money and invest it in some kind of unit trust, what would the return be? <laughs> well, a lot less than what he was already getting. So now he hasn't got that whole fear of missing out and de-risking for his business because he's got someone who's taken it to the next level. He's actually automatically done some succession planning. He's recognized that he was the problem and got out of his own way and yeah. also realized that that isn't a failing on his part. In fact, it's a huge success because he was the one who found, it, found the, the little pocket rocket that he's now got running his business. He groomed her into the position where she had the confidence to take it to the next level and he got out of the way. And he's now exit ready. He, he already doesn't, he isn't needed in his business at all. So he but he caught up to likes. what you yeah. saw. Mm, yeah. He caught up to you, right? To what you were seeing or what the options were, because we don't know what we don't know, right? I started with the blind spots and how we communicate, mm. right? We all have blind spots. It's the same thing with business, right, Christine? So you come in and, and you have the right people talk to him for him to see how to organize the plan, because we don't know. We've never, think about it. If you're a business owner, right? I'm a business. I've never sold my business before. I've been working my business for 20 years right? Building it. So how would I know how to sell it at the end? Never been there, never done that. So yeah. we need to educate ourselves on where we are, where we want to go. And there should be a little bit of a, of a runway there, right? It shouldn't be, Hey, I want to sell it tomorrow because you don't have enough time to put the pieces in place. Like him getting his head wrapped around walking away, him realizing he had groomed the perfect person yeah. um, and who still had growth potential of bringing the business to the next level 
once they were put into a more powerful position, even though they they probably had a lot of influence and power on the direction of the business before becoming the MD, right? The managing director. Um, just great story. I love it. But you're right. You had to get in between his ears, <laughs> get out of his own way um, to see the fruits of his labor and how really it could take him well into retirement and then beyond and the legacy that he probably left his family because he was making more than he would have been making in the market or real estate or whatever it might be. Beautiful, beautiful story. Love it. Just yeah. such a great story. Next one, succession planning. You mentioned it with this one. So um, do you have a story where succession planning kind of got the person to where they want it to be and how you kind of help them get from point A to the point B? Point B? Uh, absolutely. It will probably come as no surprise to any of the listeners to this show. But when people come to me about uh, uh, to talk about their exit planning journeys, um they're not always at the end of their life. They've usually got and uh, their business life. They've usually got another idea. Um, and, and many of them have got a lot of ideas. And uh, this, this particular client I had, he, you know, he, he wasn't even 30 and uh, you know, he, I've got, I've got so many ideas and I've built this business up since he was 18. He, he'd taken this business to um, from what was a kind of weekend summer hobby to something quite, quite substantial. And um, but he said, you know, the idea of doing this forever, it just doesn't, you know, every I get this pit of depression every now and again, but can't ever imagine it working without me. You know, so what am I going to do with it? Uh, and, and again, it was that whole just because you own it doesn't mean to say you have to work in it. And this is the link that uh, many businesses, business owners have because they founded it. They were doing all the jobs in the first place. And then as they grow, there's their value that they feel of themselves is tied to what they do in the business. So if I'm not doing anything in the business, I have no value. And that's kind of an ego psychology thing. And I'm no psychologist. So what we got him doing was actually looking at everything that he he did and, and literally like this was I'm going to use the phrase death by a thousand cuts but but only to, in terms of the death of the reliance of the business on him, um, literally one cut at a time, because it was handing over tasks uh, um, to individuals and then entrusting those people to actually get on and, and uh, do what needed to be done. And this really boiled down to having the right people doing the right things at the right time for the right reason. And that really can all be boiled down into the C word, uh, clarity. So we got really clear on what the right things to do were. And then we got really clear on who were the right people to do it. And let's face it, the managing director or the chief exec is not the person who needs to do everything. They, they, you know, I, I always get them, stop doing your own bookkeeping for a start off, because that is just a, like anybody who does their own payroll if you've got more than 10 staff, like seriously, you really think that it's that important for you as the managing director to be doing your own payroll. Um, and I actually then starting to think, well, how much more efficiently this business would work if you had the right people doing the right things at the right time and then giving them the framework within which they could make their own decisions. Because if they're doing the right thing, at the right time for the right reason, and they understand where you're trying to get to, 
they'll make the right decisions as long as you give them the, the parameters. And again, it, you know, it's a seven inches between your ears kind of journey. But the the release that he had to go and explore other things, I have to say, the first thing he did was set up a new business where he went and did the day-to-day in it. <laughs> right. Oh, have you learned nothing? But terrible. Uh, hey, yeah, it takes a that, while, right, for us to learn yeah, our new journey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a habit thing, isn't it? It's like if you've been a smoker for 20 years, like you might remember to not buy cigarettes, but I bet when you make when you're drinking your coffee, you suddenly start to you have, might not even have a cigarette between your your fingers, but you might start doing the whole actions because I've seen people doing it. It's like, hysterical. Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot. I'm not a smoker anymore. Yeah. And um uh, and 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 that that uh, ultimately that's what what happened. He no longer works in the day to day of his business. And then during pandemic, he's in the hospitality industry. And during the pandemic, he bought his first house and he bought his first Aston Martin motor car. Oh. And I remember him sending a picture of it because I'm a bit of a petrol head. And uh, he sent me the photo of it and I wept because it's so beautiful. And he did all of that during the pandemic when the, his hospitality industry was being decimated. But he managed to then be able to have the clarity to think about how his business would work even during a pandemic. And it gave him some brilliant ideas that gave him the, the longevity. His business has really um, taken into in the time that I've been working with him. He's gone from operating out of a garage into professional premises now into I think he's into his third lot of professional premises. It's so much bigger um yeah he's absolutely flying but uh everything again still catch him in the day-to-day and i have to get the ruler out and smack him so i know that i know that that's physical abuse but yeah (laughs) he allows it so it's all good but again it goes back to that clarity once you show someone a better way of doing something you have two choices, right? As the person learning, I could either say, oh, this is a great idea, which is what he did. And he kind of stepped away from that business and started another business, right? And here's the thing, though, I get what he did. I I, I, I really understand because the other business he grew by doing the day to day. So he's figuring, okay, I made that a success. Let me duplicate my process. So I, mm. I kind of understand why he did what he did, because you got to be very hands on or in his mind to be very hands on to grow that next business. But I, I also see what you're saying of have you not learned, like start to put the right people in place right out of the gate so he can move himself immediately from the day to day and perhaps start a third, fourth, fifth, sixth business because you have the freedom of the, the mental freedom that you're not bogged down in tasks, that, those kind of um, remedial tasks that can be done by other people so that he mm-hmm. can be the brilliant star out there shining on whatever the next adventure could be for him because he's a business guy, right? He's He's got that. Yeah. He's just, he is is an entrepreneur in the way he thinks. So he sees opportunity in businesses. Well, if you're bogged down by the tasks of the, the minutia of the day, how do you springboard another business? So that clarity was brilliant and, you know, amazing. He's young, so he's not yeah. ready to check out, but he has this whole succession plan that he could keep revitalizing every time he puts a new business in place. Great model. It's a great model. Yeah, absolutely. Funny enough, I, I use the phrase today. It's like, Sometimes you can be so busy looking at the blades of grass that you don't actually realize you're on the most amazing golf course. And 
you know, it's, it is about, you know, stopping your horizon being the end of your toes and actually just lifting your eyes. And that's a habit. So build that habit by, you know, looking at the horizon and you might start it, you know, just like five minutes a day, but gradually you'll get to the point where you're actually spending significant amounts of your time really making a difference to your business. Because the things that add value, uh, it's what I call 10,000 pounds an hour work. Um, And you can't do 10,000 pounds an hour work if you're doing 15 pounds an hour work. That's right. You don't have enough room in your day, right? Or your brain to be able to execute at that higher level. We're almost out of time, but I do. So this is great for succession planning for people who are looking to create multiple businesses, right? So that they could free up their time to do exactly what you said, do the business part of things that are going to make the money and leave those more task driven things to the right people, getting them to do the right thing at the right time for the right reasons and knowing what those parameters are. You also do business mentoring which can be for business at any stage of the game. So just can you briefly talk about that? Because I want everybody to understand the bandwidth of your legal and your financial background as an accountant, plus as a business owner, really how you help businesses not only make more money in the long term, right, to set up for that exit, but also in the short term. So talk about the business mentoring as well. So I often say to people, because business mentoring can be, if you've never experienced it, good business mentoring. If you've never experienced it, you might think, well, surely I were just having a cup of coffee and you're just listening to me. Um, so that's the first step. Yeah, I am definitely going to give you a good listening to. Um, and sometimes when you say things out loud, you hear them in a very different way. And depending on who you're who's being who's listening to you you hear yourself in also in a very different way and and a real example of this was just recently a guy came to me and he says I'm fairly early in my business and I definitely want to prepare for exit he said but for the moment I I don't I don't think I'm there um but I want to do the little things that I can do to build up to you know making sure that my business is resilient and within 90 minutes we talked about all the, the problems and challenges within his business, but within 90 minutes, you could tell that his real passion was he had a new idea for another business. And he was doing all the right things in his original business because he was really making it so that he was pulling himself out of the day to day. He completely got that. In fact, that was why he was speaking to me. Absolutely. So when we started talking about the new business, he was like, if he came up with 15 excuses why he couldn't get started. I'm going, no, 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 no. Like, like, like uh, let's just laser focus on this one idea. What's the, what's one thing that you need to do to do this? And he said, well, I need to install a telegraph pole in my yard, uh, his, his, um, business yard. So his commercial premises, he says, that's one thing I need to do. And I said, how much is that going to cost you? And he went, hmm, I don't know, three to $500. And I said, and, and how quickly could you do that? And he said, well, it could be done tomorrow. And I said, so do you have $500 in your bank account right now? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, so stop talking to me, pick up the phone, order the telegraph phone, get it installed. So he actually went and did and came back. 15 minutes later, and he said, yeah, that's done. It's going to be done tomorrow. I said, okay, what's the next thing that needs to happen for this business? And he said, well, I suppose I better think about a business name. 
And I said, yeah, don't overthink it because no one cares. <laughs> Honestly, nobody nobody cares. And uh, so very, very short uh, thing. You got someone else to think about it. And 24 hours later, he had a, a really nice logo, some nice branding. And now what, what do you need? And he went, well, uh, I've got the trainer because he's going to set up this training organizer. I've got the trainer. I said, I, said, I suppose I just need a customer. I said, you know that business that you're already running? Don't they have people who would benefit from this service? And he said, yeah. I said, so if you picked up the phone to them and said, I can train your guys from, okay, Telegraph Pole goes in tomorrow, do a bit of workbooks, make sure your trainer's on board, run through a quick, you could do a quick course, even if it was only an intro course. So today's Wednesday. You could you could have your first trainee in on Monday. Oh, yeah. So that's what he did. He phoned his existing customers and said, by the way, have you got anybody who isn't qualified in this one particular thing? I'm running a course on Monday. He started getting revenue straight away. Amazing. But he hadn't had the confidence to get started. And I'm like, well, just do it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was just a matter of confidence, to be honest. Which is so funny because he was already successful in the business he started. And we have these other ideas. And, and as a business owner, again, well, I can't do that because I have to do this. Yeah. Like, I can't think about that because I'm, I'm here. And by, by having somebody, you said it before, we say things and people will repeat back to me things I said. And they'll say, did you hear what you just said? I said, oh, now, now I did. Now I did. Yes. Right. Yeah, we don't yeah. even realize what's coming out of our mouth until someone mirrors it back. And then now I'm hearing it in your voice. And I'm like, that was an excuse. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even realize that I was stopping myself. So I, business mentoring, I think, is so important um, as well. And, and one thing I always say to my clients, if you're going to hire a coach for some other skill, right, not necessarily sales, uh, sales and coaching, but for something else, whatever, IT, et cetera, um, just make sure they have a coach because if they're coaching you and they don't think they need a coach, very, very dangerous because we all have blind spots, right? You just described this one. This guy was a successful business person, sees the importance of succession planning. Great that he's a planner. So think about his succession plan. It'll be worth a lot more money because he has the, the landing pad, pad or the runway to be able to build that, to be able to sell it at a premium. But additionally, he's able to start another revenue stream, another revenue stream for retirement um, or selling down the road. Just brilliant. We all need someone to identify our blind spots and we don't realize. So I love that. It was just listening and kind of parroting back. Did you hear what you said? You could get it up tomorrow, $500. So why aren't you doing it? Go make the call now. And and having people strike while the iron's hot. Sometimes we make excuses. Well, I can't because I have to go pick up my kid. Well, I can't because I have to make that call. I can't because I'm recording the show with Christine, right? We make these excuses to keep mm -hmm. us from doing what I think in our hearts and our souls and our guts are telling us to do. So sometimes you just need someone to provide the clarity. Again, the, the, the show word today is clarity, people. It's all about the clarity. Yeah. Just just a, as a postcode to that end thing. So here's the real magic. Okay. Not only did he get the telegraph pole installed and it cost him $500, which he was invoiced for, which he paid on 30 days terms. He was selling the services to his clients where they paid up front. He actually had the money in the bank before he had to pay for any of the investment that he made. 
Brilliant. Just brilliant. We don't think about that. We think I need the money to pay for and we want to get the money in to pay for, right? Because we have those 30 day windows. I, I, again, being a business owner, um, if we get caught in the minutia, I know I do. It's, it's tough. It's tough. So we all need someone that we can have like you as a business mentor or really, really where we're looking for that succession plan. You have the, the just, just such a great background, Christine, between the legal and the accounting and then your own business and your own financial, um, expertise that you bring to the table. Just a brilliant combination. So, um, I love you. You know, I love you. Everybody, <laughs> I, I think here's a couple of things or ways to connect with Christine. Her website is businessmentoruk.com. Go to her website, a bunch of information there. If you have an email specific that you'd like to have a conversation, maybe go to Christine at christinenicholson.co.uk. And also there's a free quiz that Christine has, which um, getexitready.co.uk. I'll put all of that in the show notes. So easy peasy, you can reach out to Christine and find her whatever way is comfortable for you. But check out the uh, website, businessmentoruk.com. Again, email her, Christine at christinenicholson.co.uk. And the free quiz, getexitready.co.uk. .co.uk. All of that will be in the show notes. Christine, as always, thank you for coming on and just sharing your zone of genius. So appreciate that. Um, appreciate you and what you're doing out there. So great stories. Thank you for coming back and sharing them. Oh, thank you very much for hosting. I love being on your show because the energy is just absolutely fab. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I love, you know, I love doing this. This is sharing information is what I'm meant to do on this earth, right? Is to help people make more money without working any harder and getting the ick out of that whole uh, sales converse, conversation, generating leads, all of that, those pieces of the puzzle. So it's, it's my jam, right? Like your jam is the succession planning and the business mentoring. Christine, thank you again for uh, just taking the time because I know it's late over there and uh, sharing uh, so many great stories that I think make it tangible for people to see what's possible. Sometimes you hear the steps and you go, yeah, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> Yet when you hear the success story, you're like, oh, wait, that sounds like me. So that's why I was, <laughs> yes. I was grateful that you were able to come on and share yes. some successes. So thank you so much. And I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together, no matter where you are on your business journey, that between me and my guests and the tips and strategies we share, hopefully it can help you move the needle so that you can make more money um, with ease and grace, right? So we're not always working so hard to have that income coming in. It is possible. You just have to have the right strategies and tools and people in place. It's all about the clarity. If you learn nothing from today, hopefully it was that piece. We need clarity in our business to grow. Um, thank you again, Christine. Thank you all for joining. You've been listening to Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.net with me, your host, Connie Whitman. As always, thanks so much for being on and we will see you next week. Uh, have a great week. And again, I'm honored to have you on this journey with me. Take care. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow. Music.